0: all right top of the morning to you four oaks it's chilly in Tallahassee 45 as the high for some reason I'm doing this devotional outside uh, this morning also just want you to know last go around I, I showcased a coffee mug Every time I did a devotional, I think it was the last series on Revelation or whatever it was. I'm not doing that this time, but I do have to say this is an extra special mug from a couple of special uh, saints at Four Oaks Church, the Park City, Utah mug. Love this thing. Okay, we are continuing our walk through the Book of Exodus, and we are we are into Exodus chapter six, and what we have found is that moses as god's chosen has is feeling experiencing opposition from every side pharaoh is not listening to him which god has said what's going to happen and the people of israel are beginning to doubt moses as well and so we're going to look in exodus chapter 6 um, and what god says to to moses amidst all of this discouragement and opposition and lack of results that that Moses is experiencing in his life and I think all of us can relate to this in some way where we've been asking God for something trusting God for something doing what God calls us to do being obedient while at the same time struggling to see God's faithfulness in it in his fruit in it so we're gonna read uh, exodus 6 1 through 13 pray and dive in but the lord said to moses now you shall see what i will do to pharaoh for with a strong hand he will send them out and with a strong hand he will drive them out of his land god spoke to moses and said to him i am the lord i appeared to abraham to isaac and to jacob as god almighty but by my name the lord i did not make myself known to them I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land in which they lived as sojourners. Moreover, I have heard the groaning of the people of Israel, whom the Egyptians hold as slaves, and I have remembered my covenant. Say therefore to the people of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will deliver you from slavery to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. I will take you to be my people, and I will be your God, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God, who has brought you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will bring you into the land that I swore to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to you for possession. I am the Lord." Moses spoke thus to the people of Israel, but they did not listen to Moses because of their broken spirit and harsh slavery. So the Lord said to Moses, "Go in." Tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to let the people of Israel go out of his land. But Moses said to the Lord, Behold, the people of Israel have not listened to me. How shall, then shall Pharaoh listen to me, for I am of uncircumcised lips. But the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and gave them a charge about the people of Israel and about Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to bring the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt. Let's pray. Father, Pray that you would give us eyes of faith. Pray, Lord, that in our lives today, we could fix our eyes not on what is seen, because what is seen is temporary, but you would help us to fix our eyes on what is unseen, because what is unseen is eternal. And so, Father, pray now that you would bless our time in your word, in Jesus' name, amen. One more goal. Yes. All right two things i want to draw your attention to in exodus chapter 6. one is an issue of theology and the other is an issue of practology okay or practice so so those always go hand in hand we can't have um doxology or praxology which by that we mean response or praise apart from theology okay a right understanding of of God by the same token if we have a right understanding of God it will evoke faith and practice and we can't have one without the other truly and so we, we do see that happening in this passage now the setting as we mentioned before is that Moses is mightily discouraged right God, he's been in exile for 40 years as a shepherd God's called him out of that place revealed himself to Moses as Yahweh God of the universe the covenant-keeping God with Abraham Isaac and Jacob he sends him into the teeth of the lion and what we find is that Moses is initially rejected by Pharaoh but then he is also rejected by the very people he is he has come to save Um, and, and in the middle of this God speaks to Moses God appears To Moses and he says something very significant to him okay he says and he says he rehearses again this idea that he is the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob that he's the covenant-keeping God that he is Yahweh and then he then he says something very interesting he says that um, I did not previously make known my name to Abraham Isaac and Jacob and and recall that you know for abraham isaac and jacob um, god had revealed himself to them as el shaddai but and had made a covenant with them but it was to moses first that he revealed himself as yahweh i am that i am yahweh and and what this means is that and, and we see this over the course of the old testament that god is progressively revealing himself in his name and his character and so we see this from the very first pages of scripture right that, that um, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and the spirit is hovering over the water and God said let us well we have some clues there that there's more to this God than meets the eye that there's much much more to discover uh, about his name and about his character and what we see throughout the Exodus, I mean, throughout the Old Testament, is God's progressive revelation of himself. It's not that God is becoming something new, okay, or a different God. It's that it's that God is infinite, and the manifold mysteries and witnesses of who He is are eternal and unchanging, but man can't deal with that all at one time, right? And so God progressively reveals his character so he's El Shaddai and then now he's revealing himself as Yahweh um, we know that in the New Testament that, that in the Old Testament the allusions to the Trinity are there you know in terms of the pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus and the Spirit of God hovering over the waters but this is not manifested in full uh, we don't see it um, fully and most clearly until the New Testament Uh, this idea that God was going to be a deliverer king right this is something that is revealed progressively through the the pages of, 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 of the Old Testament and and which brings up an interesting issue okay because many on the progressive liberal side of Christianity have have taken that sort of hermeneutic that reality that God is, is progressively revealing himself to say, well, that's, that's the way God continues to work, right? And so the ways that we understood God in the Old Testament, or even the ways that we have understood God in the New Testament, we have to constantly be sort of reforming our understanding of God and understand that his, his stance on uh, a variety of issues, whether it's same-sex marriage or sexuality or um, um, gender, for example, those are just some examples. Well, we, we know what God says about those in the Old Testament and the New Testament. But at the same time, um, we understand that God is progressively revealing Himself even to the present day. and our understandings of God before were just incomplete and they were um, uh, they were not full. And so, 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 if we want to know how we're to know God now, we need to look at look at the hermeneutic the Old Testament establishes, right? Um, and realize we don't fully know God, and that He is our our understanding of Him is always going to be changing. Now, there's just enough truth in that to be really, really dangerous, right? Um, it does latch onto this idea that yes, our while we know God truly, we don't know Him exhaustively. That's why we will have heaven. That's why we will have eternity. To get to know God. But one of the things that this this hermeneutic fails at at the most fundamental level is its misunderstanding right of jesus so if you flip over to hebrews with me um, that's going to be towards the back of your bibles hebrews chapter one now this is simply one verse of gazillions literally that we can use to, to talk about this But verse 1 in Hebrews 1 says long ago at many times and in many ways God spoke to our fathers by the prophets but in these last days he has spoken to us by his son whom he appointed the heir of all things through whom also he created the world so in other words all of scripture is being fulfilled in the person of Jesus if we want to know who who God is In his greatest revelation, then we look to the person of Jesus. He is the Word of God. He is the Word. Um, God spoke in many ways prior to this, but in these last days, until the day Jesus comes back, he's spoken to us by his Son. In other words, Jesus is the definitive revelation of God. There is no new revelation. There is no new revelation. Revelation of who God is apart from Jesus now certainly by all eternity We're going to get to know Jesus better But but we don't know who Jesus is right apart from his word Um, and and it's it's so so Jesus even says this himself in Luke 24 that All the Old Testament is pointing to him But now he has come in these final days and is the definitive revelation of God. What does this mean? It means that this idea of progressive revelation ends with Jesus because he is God's final word, right, about who God is. We don't need to look further than that. Everything we need to know about God is revealed in his words through the person of Jesus Christ. So, so we can look to the New Testament as a fixed authority to the witness of Jesus. It's not like this is changing or being progressively revealed in the way the Old Testament was. Old Testament is pointing to Jesus. The New Testament um, is the fulfillment of Jesus. And so and so we, when we think about all the things Jesus says about a whole host of issues, whether it's heaven and hell, whether it's about gender and sexuality and marriage, whether it's about him being the only way to the Father, um, it's not that we... Um, you know, understand those doctrines in a new and progressive way going forward. They are God's final word about those particular issues as we find them in the New Testament. And so so that's just an example to say I try to un- help us understand what's happening in the Old Testament and how that's the same and different than what's happening in the New Testament. So that's the point of theology. Point of faith is this we always, have to keep our eyes fixed on god and his word if if we look to the response or the circumstances of our obedience and use those to gauge whether we should continue forward in faith and obedience that will be a fail every time right so in other words if moses was using as his gauge whether pharaoh responded to god's word or whether the people of Israel responded to God's Word if those, if that was his litmus then this would have taken him into um, areas of despair and lack of obedience and lack of faith but what we see is that Moses even as at his lowest continues to obey the bare Word of God he continues to fix his eyes on what is unseen it's a reminder for us we cannot gauge faithfulness and obedience in light of the response it evokes or doesn't evoke from the people around us we have to fix our gaze on God and if you want to know what is oftentimes at the root of apostasy or people falling away from God okay then it it oftentimes boils down to this God was or I did not perceive God to be faithful I did God did not meet my expectations at these particular points, whether it's in my marriage, or my parenting, or my job, or money, or my health. And because God did not, his faith did not manifest itself in the way, or his goodness, in the way I thought it should or think it should, then I'm turning away from God and trying to find other things to lean on. And of course that doesn't work um, either. But again, the story of Moses shows us a profound point of theology Okay, that God's final revelation of Himself and of ethics and of His Word is found in Jesus, in the New Testament, and we fix our eyes on that. We don't change our theology to meet our evolving uh, disappointments and expectations of what God has or has not done for us. So, so there's a lot packed in to those verses, um, and may they be an encouragement. May they be an encouragement for us, for us to always be relying on the bare word of god so let me pray for us lord thanks for these lessons today from your word Lord. we all need to hear them we all need to fix our eyes upon you and your mercy and your grace lord thank you for revealing us in these final days in the this final way through your son jesus christ and it's his name we pray amen okay go get warm see you tomorrow